Welcome to this episode of Messy Can't Stop Her, the podcast where we share the stories of women's resilience through chaos, crisis, and the challenges of life. I am your host, Judith Cambia Obatusa, J.K.O. When two elephants fight, the grass suffers. This ancient African proverb of the Kikuyu people, a tribal group in Kenya, encapsulates the impact of domestic violence on children in seven words. One way that children suffer the collateral damage of domestic violence is from attachment disorders. This has been discussed in previous episodes of Messy Can't Stop Her. But its presentations are so serious and life-altering that I am sharing some additional information about it on today's episode. Medical News Today defines an attachment disorder as a type of mood or behavioral disorder that affects a person's ability to form and maintain relationships. Attachment disorders are so concerning that those who have it meet the criteria for being federally disabled under the Disability Act, both in Canada and the United States. Can you imagine causing an avoidable disability in your child's life because you did not know better? Imagine that. Attachment disorders are a very serious life-impacting and possibly debilitating parents and caregiver inflicted disorder that is preventable. This is why I am highlighting it further and sharing updated information as we receive it. So in this episode of Messy Can't Stop Her, we will be answering three questions highlighted by Jessica Fort, a student neuroscientist and one of the previous guests on Messy Can't Stop Her. The three questions. One, is attachment disorder a diagnosis? Two, is attachment disorder manageable? Three, does attachment disorder improve after the parent or caregiver leaves an abusive situation? So the first question, is attachment disorder a diagnosis? Though some psychotherapy schools of thought say that it is not, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, DSM-5, published by the American Psychiatric Association, recognizes two types of attachment disorders, the Reactive Attachment Disorder, RAD, and Disinhibited Social Engagement Disorder, DSED, DSED. 
I would say, maybe that's not what they call it, but that's what I'm calling it because DSED, what faster way to say this, this SED. So both types of attachment disorders are common in young children who have been abused either directly or indirectly by witnessing abuse, bounced around in foster care, lived in orphanages, been victims of war like refugees or separated from their primary caregiver after establishing a bond. And this is quite interesting to me because children get separated by issues with the child welfare system as well. And in fact, when I was looking through so many different information about attachment disorders and conversation with Ms. Fort, I found out in some of my readings that the DSED, this inhibited social engagement disorder, is more prevalent among children who have been in institutional care. So group homes and that. How sad this is. That's another whole topic. So the difference between RAD and DSED is that children with reactive attachment disorder, RAD, rarely seek comfort when distressed and often they feel unsafe and alone. They find it difficult to connect with others and manage their emotions. And this results in little or no self-worth. They are also hypervigilant and have a heightened fear of getting close to anyone. These are just summaries. I have links in the show notes where you can go read and get more details about these different forms of attachment disorders. Children with DSED seek comfort and attention from virtually anyone without distinction. They don't exhibit any distress when their parent isn't present. So children with rad reactive attachment disorder, when you drop them off at school, they're screaming, they're yelling, they don't want to separate from parents. But the children with DSCD, they don't mind being separated. They seek comfort and attention from virtually anyone. This puts them at increased risk of harm from strangers. Both forms of attachment disorders show up with PTSD, anger, and and undeveloped conscience. So when they have behaved badly, there's no guilt, there's no remorse, there's no regret. This particular part of it is most common, commonly seen in teens and young adults. Attachment issues are at the root of a lot of mental health struggles and unhealthy coping mechanisms. This is why it's such such an important piece of the outcome of domestic violence, something that we need to highlight, something that we need to really talk about. So why did we use the DSM-5 diagnostic description? Because DSM-5 is used in the US and in other countries in conjunction with the World Health Organization's International Classification of Diseases, ICD. So mental health professionals in other countries use the DSM-5 in conjunction with the ICD. But in the US, primarily the DSM-5. The 
second question was, is attachment disorder manageable? According to the Mayo Clinic, with early intervention and the natural resilience of children, the signs and symptoms of attachment disorders can be improved. With the patience of parents and caregivers and coaching, counseling, psychotherapy from mental health professionals, attachment disorders can be treated. Please note that when we talk about attachment disorders, they are at different levels. Some can be handled easily with a little change by the parents, while some fit this reactive attachment disorder or DSED diagnosis. And some are really very serious. Like for some with RAD, they they get really angry and they can be violent when people try to get close to them. Let's know that even though they can be treated according to the information from Mayo Clinic and other experts, there is no quick fix and every child's process or journey is different. So if you've been in a domestic violence situation and your child is acting out, patience is really, really key. It is a long love walk to the healing. And like we said earlier on, some have to live with it and be designated under disability so they can continue to get certain kind of supports to help them through their lifetime. However, I know that this sounds like, oh my God, terror. I mean, it's scary, but a child who lives with violence is forever changed, but not forever damaged. There is a lot we can do to make tomorrow better. This quote is from Alison Cunningham and Linda Baker's report, Little Eyes, Little Ears, How Violence against a mother shapes children as they grow. So there's a lot we can do to make tomorrow better. Don't give up. The third question was, does attachment disorder improve after a parent or a caregiver leaves an abusive situation? Well, for so many women, the most dangerous state is after the storm has calmed. So the time they leave the abusive situation is the time where the attachment disorder is at its worst. This is most common where children have been exposed to the abusive relationship for longer periods of time. So if a child was born in it and is now maybe a preteen and then mother leaves, there could be some difficulty. And even some that are younger, depending on the child, that is the thing, it depends on the child. But this is the most common presentation. Domestic violence strains the mother-child bond. And one thing about attachment disorders is that where the bond is strained, we get the attachment disorder. So this can be reflected in the following ways when the mother leaves the situation. Disrespect. So because the mother has been abused and the child has seen the mother be abused, it erodes the child's 
view of her as a person worthy of respect, thereby undermining her parenting authority. And that means there will be a lot of parent-child conflict. So now when the man leaves the home or the woman separates from the man, the children may become more out of control, angry, sad, or in conflict with others, including their siblings. The disruption associated with the move from the abusive situation can also have a negative impact on the children's behavior. So some children will blame their mother for the unwelcome changes of that separation, like a decline in the standard of living, residential moves, the fact that they have to move from the bigger house to the smaller house, changing schools, leaving their friends. So disruption in a child's relations, pair relations, and perhaps for some people, one or more stays in a shelter. So the child will be very angry. And then in some other cases, the child may be angry that mom stayed with him and they don't trust her. So they're afraid that she will go back or worried that she will get involved with another abusive man. So they don't want to see anybody around you and they don't want you hanging out with people. They may not trust mom to keep them safe and may even doubt if she loves them. So this particular statement, if you listen to Jessica Ford's episode, which is in the link in the show notes, you see where she talked about the fact that the child doesn't feel safe. In trying to cope with these feelings and this disruption and the, the situation in the emotions, especially in the teen years where there is increased peer group influence and desire for acceptance, children may begin to exhibit high-risk behaviors, using them to impress their peers. For example, start shoplifting, doing drugs, smoking, doing all kinds of things. They may increase time away from the home, spending more time outside with people. Their parents may not know. Their mom may not know. They may now begin to engage in risky coping habits like indiscriminate sex, to seek closeness or intimacy or just to be part of the group. When people say I've done it, they too can say they've done it. Other coping habits include abusing substances to numb themselves or start unhealthy eating practices like food addiction or having eating disorders due to the lack of self-worth from hearing the abuse, hearing and seeing the abuse of mom or even themselves. Attachment disorders show up in so many ways. And for many, many, they remain undiagnosed and they grow up. The children grow up with these challenges and they struggle through life. They struggle in their relationships at home, in school, social settings. And it's so difficult. If you're in an abusive situation and you have children, the impact of staying when there is no attempt to change the situation can have a lifelong effect on the lives of every member of your family, especially your children. Remember what this episode started with. When two elephants fight, the grass suffers. The children are the grass in the fight between the two elephants, mom and dad or the adults in their lives. 
Please talk to a shelter in your community and learn how you can get support if you're in this kind of situation. For more information about attachment disorders and what you can do as a parent, see the links I have put in the show notes. Arm yourself with information, but most importantly, visit your healthcare provider for proper guidance. In the next episode of Mercy Can't Stop Her, we'll be hearing Sonia's story of fighting for her teenage son's life when he started using substances, abusing them to cope with the mental trauma caused by the domestic violence situation that his mom left. His mom took them out of that relationship, the situation with their dad. And after some time, coping with the emotional trauma, he began to abuse substances and the mother had to fight a battle. She will tell us all about that in the next episode of Mercy Can't Stop Her. Please, I want to beg you to share this episode with a family member, friend or colleague around you. The impact of domestic violence is terrifying. It is one of the banes of our society's existence. It is the cause of many troubles that we are experiencing as a human race. The more we learn and share, the better and stronger our communities become. This means that mercy won't be able to stop us from thriving. Please DM me on Facebook and Instagram at Judith Obatusa to share your thoughts about this episode. I'll put the links in the show notes as well. I'll really love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.